All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. Call Up Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Ed Grand Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. <laughs> is right. Welcome and welcome to the Time and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number two, episode number 14. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of the humblest guy on planet Earth and my friend, rock and roll brother. Mm-hmm. And Led Zeppelin Encyclopedia, Mr. <laughs> Adam Tate. Don't put that pressure on me. You're going to say, who did they tour with that first time? And now I still wake up having nightmares. How come you didn't know Vanilla Fudge? God damn it. <laughs> Beat myself with reeds. And producing is our executive producer, Big Bubba J. Martinez in absentia. Yeah, from a remote site. But we love him anyway. <laughs> Adam, 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 before I do anything right now, okay, we're going to have to go ahead and do this. Adam. Yeah? Today, I'd like to salute America. Yeah. And, and our freedoms. Especially our freedom of expression. Yes. Because I swear to God, I thought we were going to be in shackles today. <laughs> this is the podcast that uh, broke the news of the uh, the Hulk and Ted Cruz feud. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know. With all the shenanigans going on. We got some silliness on. going on in our nation's <laughs> capital, don't we? Ooh, I, said, we could, I was thinking, hmm, how can we avoid this this week? I don't think so. You've turned into a meme factory, though. The WhatsApp has just been going off nonstop. <laughs> it with, exploded. With children's toys dedicated to the theme. Oh, my gosh. It just This stuff just wrote itself. You know, between all the I, knuckleheads that look like idiots <laughs> with like the horns on their head and the and the body paint and the and all of the the uh, the animals that they're wearing the the fur and the just ridiculous assholes. Unreal, unreal. This week it was like, is this the Twilight Zone? What is going on? And where was the force? Where was the the the, the people know, around man. the Capitol? I don't know. That's. I'm sure we're gonna. This is like like you had told me this earlier. This this is not a political podcast. No. All these all these all these answers we probably won't get. (laughs) (laughs) So don't cross your fingers. It should have been a scene where remember Mm. when uh, Jake and Elwood Blues had just uh, dropped off money at the for the tax appraiser or something to save to save the, to save the yeah, orphanage. Yeah, the orphanage, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They turn yeah. around and there's like 50,000 so guns like, pointed uh, right at their faces. A, gaz- a gazillion that's, state that's, troopers. That's what it should have been. There should have just been guns pointed at all those people. Anyway, 
They yes. were exercising their uh, freedom to, <laughs> to, to protest. <laughs> we just saluted the freedoms. Come on now. <laughs> they went a little far, didn't they? No, and that turned in, that's where that's where they screwed up because it turned into rioting. Yeah, I think they ended up rioting and pillaging. By the way, I think somebody ended up wiping excrement on the walls dude, of I'm the like, Capitol. Oh my god, dude! You know, I'm gonna tell you what, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's the the funniest one to me. Is the guy that uh, that the, the guy with the podium, the, the guy and the with, big shit with eating the, grin, like, with, hey. the, with the podium? Not a, he looked like the guy from Virgin Records. If you if you didn't Virgin Records, the guy who the, the what is it? Oh, the, uh, Branson, yeah, Richard Branson, yeah, just looked like just, just like him. <laughs> and then on top of that, they took that podium. I don't know how they did this, and they made an eBay meme out of it. <laughs> well, we gotta turn that over quick. <laughs> Before the feds come and get me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if they haven't gotten them already, oh, I think man. they've caught a few of them already. Oh, that's good. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they got their head out of their ass for a little while. <laughs> oh, man. We, we're laughing at it, but you know, this week was not a laughing matter. But I'm just glad we're still in the real America because if any of these lunatics would have had their way, I don't think we or anybody else would be doing any kind of podcast. We'd be under some kind of regime. <laughs> Thank you for containing that mess. <laughs> Since this is a rock and roll podcast, let's yeah, yeah, change let's, that up. Let's a just bit. Get, let's get to the real deal. Ooh, Adam, yeah, at twenty four degrees outside, buddy. Saturday morning, <laughs> take the podium and run. Nine <laughs> uh, January twenty twenty one, brother. Yeah. Uh, Steve Miller and take the money and run. What, what are you doing? Are you doing the cuts now? <laughs> <laughs> a little heavy on the finger on that one. <laughs> Double producing. We're tag. We're tag teaming the producing <laughs> skills right now. We're picking up our every slack that Big Bubba J Martinez left <laughs> us. He <laughs> dumped on us. <laughs> take the money and run. Steve Miller band. Yeah. Man. Talking about you know hey, crime and we're gonna get you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You can take that money. You can take that podium and run right now. You better now. run. You better run. <laughs> and so with social media age too. Come on. Everybody had a camera. <laughs> Everybody had a camera. <laughs> getting every every angle of this there whole was thing. no secretive planning whatsoever on this. If there was some secretive planning, it didn't go well. <laughs> well, you wanted it. You wanted that to come up in your timeline. Like, remember six years ago, you stormed the Capitol. <laughs> hey, oh. this is your dad. <laughs> Shows up in your timeline. Where's your dad now? He's in the federal pen. (laughs) (laughs) The Buffalo Man is somebody's date tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Good guy. All right. And for that, we thank what? Law enforcement, man. Today is National Law Enforcement Day, man. Nine January. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> shout wow. out to all of our law enforcement guys out there. Yeah, we love those guys. They're some good fellas. That's right. Today's the day we celebrate that. I really don't know how the selfie's going to work with those because well, they have well, they have the body cams, so they'll be able to take pictures of other things, but not really themselves. They have to go to like the the <laughs> yeah. restroom and use body cam footage of themselves as they're looking yeah, into the mirror. Yeah, yeah. So if you are celebrating Law Enforcement Day, don't go down the local interstate wherever you're at and and get behind that one. Uh, that one sign that the sheriff is hiding behind to take your picture with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might be blocking 
uh, you might be blocking a chance to catch speeders. That's not my favorite. That's my, not my favorite law enforcement official, though. The guy that sneaks in behind the sign. Hey, like, sorry, dude. Yeah, I got you. You're breaking the law, man. You're breaking the law. Where, where's where's that Judas Priest by breaking the law? <laughs> Take your ticket and run. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a, I thought it was like, uh, I wanted to say it was like Red Ribbon Day. Okay. There was all there, but I didn't know there was actual law enforcement day per se. I thought there was like National sm- out, Smoke Out Day. And that would probably cover like all areas of, of law enforcement, like the local policing yeah. and the sheriffs and even government agencies, FBI, whatever, mm-hmm. right? What's the other one? The one where they, is it national, that's not national night, is it national night out? The marshals? Oh. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. National night out. What the yes, hell are you talking about? That's the one where I think you go out through, with the cops through your communities. Oh, and you play basketball with them, and and you walk through, like through uh, the through the neighborhood uh, or through the subdivision or wherever as you live. That probably wouldn't be January 9th. It's too chilly for that. <laughs> well, at least here in the Midwest, probably not. But maybe yeah. down south a little where. Definitely not in Chicago where they would be needing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. So, yeah. Flock best and Kevlar are uh, <laughs> mandatory. Don't know what the deal is. Anyway, today is also, again, congratulations, and uh, I hope you have all a great uh, National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day out there. Yes. Get out there, enjoy it. Uh, you know, Free donuts. <laughs> you probably. I, I would imagine. You know, a little coffee. If Krispy Kreme's smart, they'd, they'd open Damn it up right. for Especially in Chicago. Badgeware. <laughs> <laughs> And other inner cities. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> Which I probably already have a plan. Yeah, I, so. I don't think that's happening in Andover for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, today's also National Static Electricity Day, Adam. <clears throat> the, what? Listen, the shirt that I wear when I get home, right? And I and I don't I don't take a shower immediately. Okay. I'll, I'll take off the clothes and I'll put like this uh, this other shirt on, and it is the most staticky shirt. It just it just clings to me, and I have to like work the static out, and you just hear it clicking and all that stuff. And if the lights are off in the room, and I'm opening up the shirt and I'm going inside of it, you can see all the lights. They're like fireworks going off inside you're, this shirt. You're like electro. I celebrate. <laughs> you're like I, ele- you're like electro. From, I celebrate uh, static from, electricity day every <laughs> night when I get home and I put on this shirt. I think this shirt was actually made with like plastic bags and shit. You know, I don't know, you know, I don't wanna, I don't know why that's conductive. I, I just want to let you know that in 2021, Adam. Yes. There's these little, the year of static electricity. There's a little uh, little box and it has these little towelettes inside of them that you throw inside the bounce the, the bounty sheets. <laughs> yeah, we use the bounty sheets, but it's it's this one particular shirt. Oh, it's, it's just ve- this it's very one shirt. Yeah, it's one particular is shirt. It like well, a, and it, it has a brother. Is I have it, two shirts of the same style. Was it? Is it like a 1970s polyester shirt? No, 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 no. This is something that you got like in bulk at uh, a Costco or a oh, Sam's or something, and it's in a okay, package. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. says, these are like earth shirts because they're right. made with recycled materials and yeah. bullshit. And just because of that, they cost $35.99. And you know, it's, probably taking, both of them, yeah. it's probably taking years off my life with all the electricities <laughs> being <laughs> surging I through I don't me. know. Maybe maybe it's helping you. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe it's shocking. I mean, remember, static electric- or electricity was what uh, brought to life Frankenstein, it's, dude. It's, cor- it's correcting my rhythms. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> It's a, it's a, a, it's one of those stem machines for, uh, it's one of those stem machines. Was that mine or yours? That was me. <laughs> I think I thought I'd shut down mine. <laughs> uh, it's one of those stem machines that you get little electricity running through you, 
Now you get full body static electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's just right. one dose. Instead yeah. of 40 oh. minutes, you just get a whole couple of seconds. I don't want it localized. I want it all over, <laughs> everywhere. I, w- I, I, was, I got up. We were watching TV the other night downstairs in the basement of Wilden Me. And then I got up, and, and you know we didn't have a lot of uh, movement in the past years back in the family room. So the, the rugs are still you know, relatively okay. And yes. I went to kiss a Wilda, and all we got was static electricity. Oh, shocking! <laughs> and it was like, oh, did she recoil? <laughs> I said, wait a minute, I that was a, electric, baby. I said, if I, yeah, if I know, if I, if I'm having a heart attack or something, I need to be a <laughs> clear baboon. <laughs> Go drag your feet on that carpet over there, and then come over here and hit me. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about calling nine one one. Adam, it's time to work. Oh, <laughs> we got eyes to start reading. Now we're gonna. Oh no! <laughs> we could just wing it this time, don't you think? It's a day in history, Adam. Yeah. But first of all, that was Queen, man. Fat bottom girl. One of our favorite songs. I love this song. They do make the world go round, <laughs> and we will see that in the third birthday coming up pretty soon. <laughs> I'm segwaying. Oh. I'm segwaying all the all, all all over the place. Don't today. you know that's an hour and a half in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I foresaw. I foresaw that. <laughs> oh, I love this song. You know, uh, there's a there's a museum out there in I want to say Augusta, mm-hmm. and it's the motorcycle museum out there. I, I don't know if it's the Kansas Motorcycle Museum. I forget what it's called. A really cool dude. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He's one of the curators and whatnot of this uh, <clears throat> of this establishment. Okay. And they got two kind of some, like like hanger shaped uh, buildings, and on the second building, not in the main building, there's this huge poster of the Queen single "Fat Bottom Girls." I mean, this sucker must be like I don't know. 15 by 25. Is this Harley specific, this this museum? Yeah, well, no, no, it's just motorcycle per se. And then there's some other cool things, but uh, it's mainly motorcycles. But And then fat bo- fat bo- uh, the Fat Bottom Girls uh, single cover that they have plastered on mm-hmm. the one. She's on a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and by the way, it's photographed from the rear from position. From the back side. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you can appreciate... The posterior. Yes. Right. <laughs> I understand. And P.com. <laughs> anyway, let's get, to, let's, forget it. let's get to today in history, Adam. Historic fat bottoms. Off of... Yes. No. Not oh. yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Off of history.com. Okay. 1493, Jesus. Adam. Yes. Mermaid, mermaids Ahoy. Mermaids. That's right. January the 9th in 1493, Adam. Explorer Cristobal Colon. Do you know who Cristobal Colon is? Christopher Columbus. You, man, your Spanish is getting so oh. good, dude. Sailing near the Dominican Republic, uh-huh. saw three mermaids. Yeah. In reality, they were manatees. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He'd been at sea for a long time. <laughs> Super long time. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is the description that he used. Should that look good to me? This is his log. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, manatees, be, beware. <laughs> Especially at night. Where's your blowhole? That's true. <laughs> and describes them as not half as beautiful as they are painted. <laughs> and you're okay. Like, and 
this is the uh, okay. And this is the discoverer, discoverer of, our of the West. <laughs> <laughs> He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't know any better, dude. All right, right. Six months earlier, Columbus uh, had set off from Spain across the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. with the Nina Pinta and the Santa Maria. Yes. Finding or trying to find a way to Asia, but instead he found uh, the Americas. Good old Americas. What we are today, yeah. yeah. Mermaids, uh, mythical half-female, half-fish creatures have existed in seafaring cultures at least since the time of the ancient Greeks. Why, even the Greeks believed in these things. Typically depicted as having a woman's head and torso, a fish tail. Instead of legs and holding a mirror and comb, where's my? Uh, oh, so they're where's very, my? They're your, vain. Where's your my? What <laughs> What's the sea gonna do to her hair? I, I mean, no I idea, mean, jeez. Yeah. You know, when you go to the beach where you got long hair, that just just messes up your hair. Yeah, ter- terribly. Oh, Jesus, and it's, it's crazy. Anyways, mermaids live in the ocean. According to some legends, can take on a human shape and marry mortal men. With legs, like they lose uh, the yeah, fin and then they go straight yeah, to the legs. Says. Mermaids are closely linked to sirens, mm-hmm. another folkloric figure, part woman, part bird, who live on islands and sing seductive songs mm. to lure sailor to their deaths. Could Daryl Hannah sing? Did it, did Daryl Hannah sing yeah, that well? Yeah, that's Splash? right. She was she was on that movie Splash. That's right. I forgot about that. She uh, she had legs though, right? When she was dry. But then when she got into the bathtub, didn't the, the big fin thing come out? I was really, I was a teenager, so I was looking all over the place. I wasn't really trying to pay attention to the movie oh. of what was going on. I was just trying to see any visuals of Daryl Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> was it a Disney film? Because I can't remember what it I don't was. think so. <laughs> it, it might Tom as, Hanks, too. It might as well have been. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other uh, Little Mermaid, I guess. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that either. She had to give up her voice to get legs, though, right? Uh, it was a transaction. I don't know. Something dude, like that. I, Monica, I think, was small enough for me to watch Little Mermaid. Which one is that? With that's... Ariel, and then you got the crab. Oh, yeah, that's right. The crab was Eddie Murphy, or, or... No. did he sing like Jamaican? Yeah, Jamaican. Oh, yeah, Murphy, no, I know I think. Little Mermaid. That's the one with the, with the big fat octopus. The, the, yeah. And supposedly the when Ariel was mar- marrying her prince or whatever, after she'd given up her mm-hmm. voice or something, the preacher was there, and people would examine... The, the the film and they saw that the preacher's has a has a has a dingling that, that moves like up and down <laughs> at certain portion. If you if you time it just right, you can see the dingling of, of the of the, uh, of the oh, preacher. Stop it! <laughs> this is real. Oh. And I think there's somewhere in the clouds. Oh. If like you, you can read in the clouds, like the words like sex is in there. Really? I think, <laughs> yes. Is they're that, they're is, trying to influence children. Is that another uh, conspiracy theory that I got think the... it's real? I think if you go on <laughs> YouTube's and look it up, I think you can see. I mean, he's not well endowed, but you can see something in that region. Do a little. Oh, that is just really, really bad, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to drag this out so you can find your soundbite. It's a ring play. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. That's all I know about mermaids. <laughs> that's, that's everything I know. <laughs> well, good. well, good thing these are uh, manatees and not pigs. Hail Satan. Gonna live forever now. Gotta time that with <laughs> Oh, what a hit! Got a basketball so baby. 
beautiful. Cheech and Chong Adams. Good job. What's this from? 1972, 1974? 70 sometime. I'm not even sure. Holy macaroni, this is old. <laughs> Put the whole story in here. Cheech and Chong, geniuses of comedy. They should. Are they one of your faves? Uh, I love their movies up until about oh. until the one that one they did like the the uh, uh, that French one or whatever it was. I forgot the Corsican Brothers. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. about as where I shut them down. I said no, but that first one, you know, up in smoke, genius. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's a great movie, man. That's you know, it's like it's like the I'm just a love machine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And when and when Chong is uh is hitchhiking and he catches him through his uh, rear view mirror and all he sees is the boobs and and the butt and he goes hey come here double bubble <laughs> it never gets old <laughs> double bubble I want I gotta use that line <laughs> even though not no more because I'm a you know I'm oh. a person of decency and respect oh now. that's right that's right you can't do that anymore I forgot I forgot that nonsense. <laughs> This day is Sports History Adam, brought oh, to you by uh, uh, History.com as well as OnThisDay.com slash sports, Adam. Yes. 1972. What is it? So this uh, this album was more or less during that time. It could have been concurrent could, could with have been whatever that, yeah, this yeah, event sure. is. So that was my future chance. super curious. I'm <laughs> sure it has something to do with a bouncing ball. Led by future Los Angeles Lakers, mm -hmm. Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr., <laughs> Try that one, Adam. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, I, I no. kneel before your sport greatness. Everybody knows that one. Come on, Everybody. of that of then the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, ends the L.A. Lakers' consecutive winning streak of thirty-three games won. Woo, that's domination. That's right, the longest winning streak, by the way, in any major league sports franchise. And who came? Mm. Who destroyed that record from the LA Lakers continue on to be number 34, whatever it may be mm -hmm. after that, was Mr. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And he ended up winning a championship with the Bucks, I believe, and immediately said, Get me out of here. <laughs> and, and then he went to the Lakers. Let me go make some big <laughs> let me go bigger money. Let me go to the Lake Show and in uh, L.A. All right. Yeah. Born April 16th, 1947. Mm -hmm. Kareem is an American former professional basketball player. For those who are listening to our podcast internationally, just in case they didn't know, oh. who played 20 seasons in the NBA, man. Yes. For the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers. During his career as a center, Abdul-Jabbar was a record six-time NBA most valuable player. What do you think about that, Adam? That's huge. A record 19 times NBA All-Star. Wow. A 15-time All-NBA selection. These are these are the nonsense ones. 11-time NBA All-Defensive team. So how many seasons did you say he played? He played 20? Here, here it says 20 seasons. 20 seasons That's and right, 19 though. times an All-Star. That's right. A wow. Mem a member of six NBA championship teams yep. as a player and two more as an assistant coach, baby. Wow. That's right. In 1996... He was honored with one uh, as one as the 50 greatest players in NBA history, Adam. And this didn't even say anything about his time at UCLA. 
where I think you can't play. You couldn't play as a freshman, I believe. Like they didn't have freshman play. Yeah, they had all kinds of rules basketball. going on. It was it was probably that. The, but I think he played was, three years and he probably, won three championships. It probably has something to do with that cartel that we were talking about last week. That was in the middle of the UCLA streak of domination <laughs> that went from Lou Alcindor into Bill Walton. And oh yeah. wow! Keep, Holy keep, crap! Keep on amazing me as I walk no. as I try to ignore the rest of what's ever written on this paper. Kareem's amazing. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, usually he's left out of. Us uh, many times. How out can he of, be left out of anything? No, listen. In short conversations, not long-term mm. uh, basketball conversations, Kareem sometimes is just dropped. You don't hear his name thrown around, like it, as if, in like the greatest if, of yeah, all time if, type if the, thing. Yeah, usually though, that's the, the 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 dominant conversation right right now is Kobe, uh, Mike Michael Jordan, and and, uh, and LeBron and LeBron. Yeah, that's kind of what we're at right now. For some reason. NBA history is is kind of forgetting a little bit of Kareem. That's just my feel. Well, the game has I changed have, so much. Now it's more of an outside driving, shooting game. It's not like a half-court type game where you get it into the big man and he he backs his defender down and he throws a skyhook over an indefensible skyhook. Signature oh. signature shot, by yeah. the way, of Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar. So the game has changed, but if you're going to put like an all-time team together and you're going to put players in each position the center position is going to have to be kareem if that's the discussion I, I would absolutely agree with you nba coach pat riley and players isaiah thomas and julius dr j dr j irvin right mm -hmm. have called him the greatest basketball players but i think i think julius irvin is also his peer group if i if i remember correctly yeah so yeah, I yeah, don't know. About, I don't know so much about Isaiah Thomas, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if he got to play against. Oh him sure, they, sure they they did. Isaiah came in the late seventies. Um, it might have been okay. eighty ish, eighty one maybe. Mm. He went to Indiana University, won a championship there for the old Bob Knight. Oh, and then he led the Pistons, oh, and the Pistons ran into the Lakers in the finals Mr. a couple per times. Mr. Personality, Bob Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Through through chairs. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, man. What a great player. You know, it's just one of those things that you'll never... He's probably on the Mount Rushmore. If you make a Mount Rushmore oh, I, yeah, of great basketball players, probably yeah, going to be Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would have to completely agree with you on yep. that, man. It's just one of those things that, yeah. Today, 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 today. I'm picking song Adams, Adam that could just play forever. Oh, I love this. Yep. <laughs> UFO, baby. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> Too handle. <laughs> Great band. Great song. Great choice, Tommy. Good job. Again. Underrated. Yeah. Super underrated, forgotten. But, but super admired by other people. Artists their and peer, other their, bands, yeah, their peer they're group, always yeah. point to UFO their as peer being group, like, oh, these yeah. guys are great. Listen. So much for that. <laughs> <laughs> they call them rock and roll Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be coming back to that and uh, trying to do something with that. I don't know. <laughs> Too Hot to Handle, baby. Yeah. 1958, Adam. Oh, okay. This Day in Rock presented by History.com. Today in History.com, songfacts.com okay. slash history. You got to give credit to where I'm getting this from. This is how it works. I see that. You know what I'm saying? Fine. You're throwing out a lot of 
lot of uh, notations, a lot yeah, of credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into the groove of things here and the time that I'm hard to name podcast after 16 months of doing this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to you from Google. Have you Googled, have you Googled anything lately? <laughs> this is what I got. <laughs> January 7th, 1958, Adam. Let's get back on track. 58. 1958. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Seven years before my birth, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there because it's about me. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Where's my year, Sylvania? <laughs> Gibson lit patents. Gibson, excuse me. Patents their Flying V mm. electric guitar, baby. The Gibson Flying V is one of the most distinctive and recognizable electric guitars and instruments, by the way, ever made. And they did, is there not like a patent on that shape? Yes. Apparently, is there a patent on the shape? That's what I'm saying. Gibson patents. Okay, the uh, their flying V. So other other guitar manufacturers can use the shape, but they have to pay. Pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like a Jackson V or something. They it's not their shape, so they have to pay a royalty or something to Gibson. Yeah. Well, I was reading something because I yeah I've seen Gibson guitars. You know, at least the flying Vs mm -hmm. uh, at the museum in uh, in Memphis. Okay. There's uh, one of the first ones out there, and you're like, 1958. What did they think that that guitar was going to speak to? What people were going to be attracted to that radical shape and style of guitar? Good thing that you asked, Adam. Well, you, any, gonna... Anybody with any sense would ask that question. <laughs> you must have been reading my outline. People I, are gonna... don't, I do not read your outline. People think this is going to be rehearsed. I, I told you I do not read. Because, <laughs> because I knew this was like a little blurb on, on song facts. So I had to get... Uh, oh, you had to get a little, little Yeah, a little bit more. Because I like the visual of the Gibson flight. So this beat. is brought to us by Google. Mm, yeah, different, yeah, different ones because you gotta, okay. you know, go around and do your little, re little research, a little bit of responsible research. Mm -hmm. Given that this is such an iconic instrument in rock and roll, right? And metal, especially, you know, our heroes. But that, but that time of 1958, it kind of speaks to me. Like, why at 1958? Where well, is it going? I'm gonna answer. To I'm gonna answer why right now, bro. Okay. As guitar aficionado notes, mm. that's a guitar magazine, by the way. Okay, I've read, I've seen a cigar aficionado. I haven't seen guitar aficionado. Guitar, guitar oh, aficionado. Wow. Okay. Guitar aficionado. Gibson patents uh, this and looks as an attempt to come up with a modernist answer to the Fender Stratocaster. Okay. In 1956, Gibson president Ted McNarty commissioned some new designs and the Flying V was the only one to make it all the way through, by the way, without changing one bit of the design. So when they commissioned this design, they put it out, so I'm sure, to some guitar geniuses out there. Right. And the Flying V went through the whole process without any kind of alteration to the design. It looks so... Intact. It looks so incredibly radical compared to, like, the old Rickenbacker-style bodies and even the Stratocaster body. I mean, it's just so different. And a lot of, and, and there was a lot of, you know, rock and roll was coming, uh, forming and becoming mainstream. And you know how artists are. They want to stand out from the other artists. So instead of just having the, uh, the regular acoustic guitar, uh, Elvis style. So somebody playing with Little Richard would be having a, a Gibson flying Yeah, now check this out. Check this out right there. When the patents, with the patent security, quickly became a favorite 
with Blue Star Albert King and Lonnie Mack. Mm. There you go. You see how okay. the blues starts weaving itself in yeah. to the rock and roll. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock and roll uh, generation a, that's for to come. So you're talking about once Led again Zeppelin. leading, leading that's into right. Yep. There. Mm-hmm. Okay. In particular, uh, King in particular liked it because he was a lefty. Okay. He could turn it upside down. And it would look the, the same. Exact That's same. right. Wow. But it originally didn't sell well, and it was quickly discontinued. Now here's the rebirth of it. Okay, tell me. This is great. Dave Davies of the of the Kinks. All right. In 1965, the year that I was born. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Seven years later. <laughs> Seven years later. <laughs> Where's that music goes? <laughs> the uh, like kind of like the dreamy yeah, I, I music. Know you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, of the Kinks picked one up. On a U.S. tour, when his only guitar was lost, he I, traveled with I, one guitar, with one freaking guitar on a tour. Okay, the, the Kinks, by oh the way. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, and it was lost on the airline. So okay, appearing with the Flying V on a television show, it brought exposure to the instrument, and it was reissued a year later in 1996, bro, with some modification at this point. So a, so a TV appearance with it, yep, in a band, the Kinks. What were they going to play? What were they playing? Here's, I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't go that far. But I knew you were going to ask a question that I couldn't answer. But <laughs> you got to keep me Lola. on my toes. Lola. Yeah. Lola, Lola, Lola. I don't think the fire V was made for that. <laughs> it, might, it might have been where you really got me. Oh, maybe that was Maybe, it. maybe that's fine. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Let's just make that up. It was, uh, Adam, it was, <laughs> you really, you really got, got me. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. So just think about it. Here's uh-huh. the, here's one of the parts that I thought was the the, the the greatest part about all this. Gibson paid zero in promotion. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Completely free advertisement too. It was totally forgotten about, right? It was just okay. We've moved on from this 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 horrible abject failure. <laughs> Other players on top of Dave Davies, right? Okay. And these blue masters, yeah. These blues masters, yeah. Paul Stanley of Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's an image of him around here how, with one. How how did he end up first on my list, by the way? I, I have no idea. Well, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying to find one in, in your uh, in your lair here. <laughs> you know, a lot of them are with his Ibanez. No, we're not going to talk about Yeah, that's right. Okay. Tom Petty, Nancy Wilson. Really? Yeah. Okay. James Hetfield, that should be no surprise. Yeah, that happens. Eddie Van Halen, he was on a cover of one of the guitar magazines with the Flying V. He's one of those guitar guys that should probably just had one of everything. Lenny Kravitz, yeah, one of my favorite definitely. performers. Are you going to go my way? Video, that's I think, right. Was that's Flying right. V. Billy Gibbons of ZZ, sure, right, sure. Michael Schenker, too hard to handle. Absol- absolutely, <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. You see how I? I knew that was. Do coming. you see how I? I? I uh, Twine all that Work, together. Worked them in there. Sure. You know, you know. I'm, I'm that witty. <laughs> Kirk Hammett as well. Okay. K.K. Downing of the Judas Priest. Priest. That's right. And Zach Wild. Ooh. And we man. all know that's a that's an awesome performer right there. Woo! Talking about guitar gods, man. <laughs> Who's this guy right here? I don't know. It's a song that's played you, by Eric Clapton. Who are you delighting me with here? Doesn't sound like Cream. Yeah, it's not Cream. Ah! That's a guy named Jimi Hendrix. That's Jimmy. Wow. I need to calm down. I need to calm down. What year do you think that was from? Uh, 
68-69. Jimi Hendrix seemed to have a thing. Like when, when uh, albums came out, I remember there was always a story with the, the uh, Sgt. Pepper album came out, and uh, Paul McCartney went to go see Jimi Hendrix in a club uh, the, the weekend after it came out. So it had been out for a few days. Okay. And anyway, on stage, Jimi Hendrix plays the Sgt. Pepper band jam thing. The, no like kidding, the rocking yeah. part. While That's he's a there. cool story. So man. he just picks up he just picks up these new songs and he's just like, okay, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna jimify it, right? And then that's pretty awesome. Where he takes these songs that become legendary later on, but he takes them <laughs> in their in their infancy and he just goes and plays them on stage. Adam, you never cease oh. to amaze it's me. A, it's, a, it's an old story. I did not know it's that story. story. Not yeah. that I'm, you know, all knowing when it comes to rock and roll. However, that was a story that you think I would know. You'd know it now. That is so, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't learn math formulas, as I said before, but that one's going to stick into and my you'll head. Be, you'll be in, uh, on some facts later on to, to verify if, if that's actually <laughs> no, true. No, absolutely not. This is the okay. Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast <laughs> available on Spotify. <laughs> Not Google Play anymore. What? Uh, Apple. We're no, not, no, no, no. We've no. been we've been kicked off. Apple iTunes podcast apps. Oh, Castbox, Himalaya, Himalaya, <laughs> RSS podcast. <laughs> Many other great DSPs that carry our DSPs our, are yes are dwindling that, that carry <laughs> this Play. insane. And right now, anybody listening to us in yes. Brazil, ciao, you brothers. And sisters of rock and roll, just in case. <laughs> Do you have information anybody, on that? Anybody leading, uh, listening to us in Zimbabwe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greetings from Wichita, Kansas. Wow. <laughs> you can send us an email at Tommy and Adam Pod at gmail.com. Did we get the password this week? This is the promo segment. <laughs> I kind of I, I lost my place. I didn't get I did not did not get the password. Did you get the password? Your, your story about your story about Jimi Hendrix just oh, you, derailing. Yeah, just totally Derail the threw me off. We haven't even started really with, with I won't with uh this is only the second story in the in rock and roll history this week. <laughs> so let's get it going. Yeah, let's you know this out. Jimi Hendrix is banned. His band? That is banned. Oh, that's not good. From the BBC, bro. Uh-oh. What do you do? That's right. After going off script, when he and his band, the Jimi Hendrix... Experience? Experience. He got that. Adam, Adam <laughs> you're, right. you're reading my brain here, well, dude. My mind. Everybody appear knows Appear on the show Happening for Lulu, hosted by the To Sir With Love singer, Miss Lulu. Okay. So I'm sure Jimmy said, this chick is not groovy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The band played Voodoo Child mm-hmm. as scheduled, but then veer from the plan during their second number. It was supposed to be a performance of Hey Joe, great song, mm-hmm. with Lulu joining them near the end of the song. So Jimmy was like, I don't want my song screwed. The, the host of the show. Yeah. Like a variety type what show. What the hell is this crap? You know, like Josh, what was that one guy, that one English guy that was always joins the... Jules Holland. There, that guy right there. <laughs> you even did it with the accent. <laughs> After getting halfway through Hey Joe, Hendrix stops the music and declare, Hey, we like to stop playing this rubbish and dedicate a song to the cream. Oh, <laughs> and then they played Sunshine of Your Love? Regardless of what, sh- what kind of group they may be, we dedicate it to Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, baby, and, and Jack, Jack Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
And there they go. Then the group launched in the sunshine of your love. And Miss Judy was all pissed off. I guess so. It's her ego was hurt. And he was banned from the whole network? Yeah, he was banned from the BBC right there. Yeah. You wow. know, this It's crazy because Noel Redding says that the band didn't give three shits of what was going on. They had smoked some hash. And so they, uh, were, so. they weren't worried about any kind of repercussions. Right. And they could have give, give a shit less. Anyway, Jimmy died a couple years later. So what the hell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, yeah. And then... Uh, you know, this also inspired, you know, shenanigans from other uh, artists. I think Elvis Costello one time did that in Saturday Night Live. He did the same thing, and he said that he was inspired. He, he just played something different than what yeah, he was supposed to yeah, play? Yeah, exactly. He was inspired wow. by the Jimi Hendrix. That's and, weird. By the Jimi Hendrix thing. Yeah, dude. It's pretty cool. Woo. What's going on today, Adam? What's going on here? It's just... Hey, it's one powerhouse you after the other. Man. How can we make this last for, the, for two know. whole hours of all this <laughs> yeah. great rock? We, we have to talk over it so we won't be violating it. <laughs> we can't turn this and down. screw this up. <laughs> that Zeppelin, baby, Black oh, Dog. Yes. What's up? What album is this off, baby? It's the Untitled album. Oh, the fourth Zeppelin. The fourth offering from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Maybe titled uh, Four Symbols or Runes, commonly referred to as Four. That's right. Thank you, Adam, for the Led Zeppelin moment on Deep Cuts. Oh, no, there's going to be another another thing. On Deep Cuts. We're going to have history and the Led Zeppelin moment of the week. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good good idea. Let me write that one down. (laughs) A crowd of 2,000 plus lined up outside Boston Garden to buy tickets for a Zeppelin show. That's the way they used to do it. That's right. The old hardcore ranger kind of style of buying tickets. Mm-hmm. Paper tickets. Damn No online right. bullshit. Some of that crowd, though, entered inside the garden. And mm. guess what? They what? cost thousands of dollars in damage. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, like something happened this week in the same, in the same vein. January 6th, Adam, in 1976. So you can imagine, man. Mm. And we're talking about, yeah, it's about yeah, how cold does it get up there in the Northeast? I say pretty damn cold. It's probably below freezing. Yeah, they probably saved their lives. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They, their own lives. Anyway, the, for years and years, we had people line up overnight to wait for tickets. Mm-hmm. Recall Steven Rosenblatt. The ticket office manager at Boston Gardens on that January night. Mm-hmm. But we never had anything like this happen before. <laughs> Chaos seemed to follow them from time to time. You know, there was, there was just some, the, 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 the fever that came through the, the fans. It was, a, it was a ferocious thing. There was some moron. He pried open the gardens gates. Uh, they were soon hundreds of beer drinking and bottle throwing Led Zeppelin fans. Had a run up the Boston Garden. Yep. One guy busts in a window that everybody's got to run inside. What? What? Well, what are the chances? <laughs> but this one was for rock and roll, not for being an idiot. Oh, it's for a good reason. That's a good reason, right? <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Sticking it to the man. How rock and roll is that? Yeah. By the way, the Tom and Adam Hardening podcast did not. Did not endorse this. And does not endorse any kind of this behavior. <laughs> On National Law Enforcement Day. Anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> National Law Enforcement Day. Uh, they ended up uh, opening the box office, but it was just a little too late by then. What time of the day was this that they, they opened it up? Yeah, they opened it up at 2.30 a.m. by then. Uh, 2.30 a.m.? That's when they opened up the Holy box. Shit. Yeah, way before schedule. And then by 6 a.m., they had sold all 9,000 seats. But the story doesn't end there, dude. Right. Mayor Kevin H. White, the mayor of Beantown, said, fuck this shit. <laughs> These guys. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> 
He said, these assholes came and destroyed this up. You know what? Oh, no. This show is canceled. Canceling this the show? Canceled. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're banned. Led Zeppelin. More you, banning? Even though Led Zeppelin had nothing to do with this. All right? They, this this was not, their venue. It's this not their, their fault. That's people. their problem. That's, that's the crazy people up there and, right. and, and crazy rock and roll fans. Uh-huh. Right? That's their fault. Zeppelin incited them that's by playing right. such kick-ass rock and roll. Yes. That's, 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 how, yeah, they, that's, that's how they incited that's, them. That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the proof today. That. <laughs> anyway, he canceled the show. That sucks. How that long were they banned? Because there's no for way. five years. Okay. So this is nineteen. What did I tell you? It was seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah. So. So for five years. Yeah. That's the end of the band. That was it. <laughs> oh my god. And you have just read. You have just read the rest of that paper. Damn it. This mayor had actually uh, had worked something out to free the stones earlier, I believe, in seventy two, from some shenanigans that had happened up there in. Uh, Rhode Island. Somewhere. So they just do a shit ton of banning. Yeah. So no, no, no. He hadn't banned. He actually had something to do with the release of the Stones, so they could make the it same all, guy yeah, that banned the Zeppelin. Sa- yeah, but just because they wouldn't, you know, just so there wouldn't be any rioting because the Stones didn't make it into town. So you go figure. I don't know how this all works, but you know. So they couldn't go to Boston, so they went to what? Worcester, Worcester, Mass. <laughs> <laughs> it says here they played. Mm, it does say where they did go afterwards. Oh, Springfield. Da, 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 da. No, that's that would have been in the Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, anyway, I didn't highlight it, so yeah. But they did just they bypassed Boston and yeah. kept on doing their business. Which yeah. Connecticut instead? Probably. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcasts. One, two, three, four. This weekend. Oh yeah. Kiss. Oh, when that explosion hits, Adam. My hands Your go hands up are raised. My hands go up in the air. I don't know what it is. My body is completely taken and transformed into the kiss worshiper. You Great follow song. you follow the directions of the guys on stage. It's, it's, it's like a mental reaction. I don't know what's going on. It's like if they told if they told you to go walk to the Capitol, Do you think you'd I'm, walk to the Capitol. <laughs> No problem. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would fare well within that crowd. You don't think so? You got a better chance of faring well with that crowd. Maybe you increase the level of facial hair, <laughs> red hat pulled down tight. <laughs> Adam, you knew it was coming, man. Yeah. This week in history, baby. No, tell me what they did. January the 6th, 1977, Adam. Yeah. One year after our bicentennial of this great nation. That's right. That is, you got it right. And also, on January the 6th, you know what January the 6th is, right? Three, Three Kings, Kings Day. Three Kings Day. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no other reason of knowing. So, Kiss. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Finish yours. The only reason I know is because of you. <laughs> the second year that I've been t- reinforced in my mind is Three Kings Day. Well, just as you amaze me with that <laughs> Jimi Hendrix story. Oh. For Three Kings, the Three Kings give presents, right? Oh. oh. They they hand out gifts, right? Gifts. Well, Kiss basically was like the Four Kings that day. They gifted the world with rock, rock and, and roll, roll over. over? Yeah. Oh, my God. Check that out, check that out, check oh, that out, check that out. beautiful. That's a vinyl. By the way, just for the... Uh, He's handed me a, a a vinyl album. That's right. And this is like, is this original? Is this yeah, from is the original, original pressing? Yeah, check, check out the, uh, check out the date on it, man. 
I'm, I'm looking for Check it. Check out the data. Some stuff in the back part. Is gonna I don't want to cut myself. Looks like a saw blade over here. Uh, the date. 19, it's, it's Mars 76. Casablanca Records. Holy crap. Tommy Martinez got the real deal when it comes to Kiss. What happens when I pull out the sleeve? Let me read Do it as you're going. This is the fifth studio album. Woo! Studio album. The fifth one. Number, number five. That was a... Uh, Albert Pujols number, so you know that's a good number. Hard luck woman on that's here. That's right. Love that one. Inside the sleeve were a sticker and a cover art. Oh, and one of your favorite songs is on here. Yeah, uh, well, hold on, hold on. And the glossy and the glossy photo press release pamphlet. Unfortunately, that wasn't there. No. When, when I got that record uh, for about three dollars somewhere up in I even forgot where I picked it up. Second hand? Yeah, like a of course, yeah. Flea market or something? It was something like that, yeah. What's your favorite song on this album? Ah, oh, me and me and me. And I want to say mm, Calling Dr. Love Without a it, Doubt. It has to be. It has to be. I know that song from top to bottom. I've destroyed many karaoke evenings with that song. You created a character in yes, its honor? Yes, I did. That's right, man. A Hard Luck Woman, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Speed, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. I Want You, the one we just heard. Love them, leave them, Yeah. <laughs> That's another great song. <laughs> I could go on and on with Rock It All Over. Man. Yes, if you notice, check it out. I don't know if you're able to see that or not. Oh, look But at there is, there should be. No, you're going to have to get up and look at it. So there's a. All right, I'll be getting you up. See, you see the cover uh, art for Rock It All Over, which is uh, basically. It is beautiful. It's four heads in the center. A super long uh, split tongue for Gene Simmons. Uh, uh, the cat has nice teeth. And Ray, Ray beams coming out of the yeah. uh, the spaceman. Well, Look at that one. There's one. See right here where you see Ultron. Yes. Yeah. Behind Ultron, there is a like a. Uh, can you see? There's a bunch of tickets in there that you've seen. Oh, there, there should be one from KC95, and that was the uh, the reunion tour. And there's a sticker back there of Rock Station oh, right KC95. That's right. And they took and they actually copied that logo kind of uh, cover art uh-huh. and they uh, switched up. They're, they're, they have a, uh, a pig, which is sweet meat for the, he's like the, the mascot for KC95 <laughs> in St. Louis Real Rock Radio. T95. And they switched the uh, pig meat. They made him Gene Simmons. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh. So the sticker was used <laughs> essentially for r- r- radio station promotion. It's one of those. It's one of those. What do you call them? Magnetic stickers that you peel it and you put it on a window, and it really doesn't have any kind of. I don't know what kind. What do you call static it? Static electricity day. <laughs> Same kind of thing. You see how we're today? Everything is just Ooh. matching up. Nine January is going to be <laughs> known as one of the greatest podcasts ever. Well, slow down. <laughs> In the Tommy that Hard today's oh, okay. podcast history. Yeah. In the anals. <laughs> in our anals. Oh, of the podcast history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think you can safely say that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I, you know, I just can't control myself when it comes to kissing. You Is that one of your top I'm, albums, um, though, that you you love so much? I love, or... I love that. I, you know, I love this one. I love Love Gone. I love all that new stuff. I even like music from The Elder. You know, it's... Oh, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just, it's so simple, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. It's They're, they're fast songs. They're, they're In a ways, they're poppy songs. You know, Kiss even indulged in the disco. So right, it's right, right. like, you know, it's these guys are the, the, the masters of promotion. That's what they do, man. Yeah. 
And you, I mean, with everything aside, if you could get it, if you could jump, I mean, this week I was reading again, I don't want to get too crazy with the kiss stuff. Cause you could tell right now I'm, I'm, I'm back to the hotness at 24 degrees outside, Adam, at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, there's frost on the window, but now it's <laughs> yeah. melting right when yes, it's close yes, to you. It's, yeah. Paul Stanley uh, was was brave enough this week to be quoted as, every single show that's a virtual show from now on will use our show as the template oh, for them. <laughs> because they, they broke the mold, they set yeah. the standard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a guy, what a guy, what a guy. <laughs> How do you do it out there? <laughs> oh, yo. oh, geez, anyway. Nobody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but Harlock Woman, uh, if I've said this before, uh, you know, Garth Brooks has sung that, sung that song before. Oh, so. really? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even, even uh, that song is cool even with Garth Brooks singing it. <laughs> well, it means, yeah, it means something to you. <laughs> showing, showing respect to your guys. I know two pina coladas in this from Garth Brooks. I don't, oh, and Thunder Man or whatever. Thunder Rolls. There you go, Thunder Rolls. <laughs> uh, also, just FYI, this is a little extra Kiss stuff today. Good. Uh, uh, this week in January eighth, uh, nineteen seventy four, Kiss signed their first recording deal with Casablanca Records. Mm. What do you think about that? I love it. <laughs> I love it. This weekend, oh yeah, Kiss. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What happened? What did we do? We mentioned what? disco. What and happened? you threw this at us. We had so much cool oh. shit going on this whole time. Oh, my oh. God. If, 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 we, if we played this, Adam, it has to be historic. It has to be historic. Oh. Maybe it's because it's early in January. We're going to go to the YMCA. We're going to work out. <laughs> that's part we're of the New Year's resolution. We're going to get fit. <laughs> no, that's not it. No. <laughs> okay. January 6, 1979, Adam. Okay. The village people appear on American Bandstand where the crowd goes crazy with the soon-to-be-famous arm movement spelling out YMCA. Host Dick Clark makes sure they learn these moves and they do. In other words, this is rehearsed. Was that an introduction? That was the the first time Mm -hmm. anybody in the nation saw those moves? Oh, Beautiful. Yeah, for their bandstand appearance, the group was choreographed by the uh, bandstand uh, staff that includes throwing their hands in the air during the climatic chorus. But this audience was filled with cheerleaders, Adam. Nothing wrong with that. Do you know what? <laughs> Who interpreted it as give me a Y? Yeah. Give me a M. M. C. And an A. <laughs> <laughs> Creating the iconic dance. So there you go. That is so how basic cheer motions. That's right. So every single time you go to a wedding, Adam, and you see the YMCA going on, you're gonna remember 1974. No, 79. American Bandstand, YMCA, cheerleaders. That's and, what I'm gonna remember. And Dick Clark. Oh, of course, I always remember Dick. <laughs> and our audience is gonna remember. They learned it on the Tommy Nutter Hard Today podcast. <laughs> Anyway, there goes a bunch of crap on there. It's uh, let me let me see. There's some history about it, how they came about it, how the group was formed. Uh, Good. Uh, let me see. Uh, the Village People had released their first album in 1977, but it was really uh, this album was the one that really took off. Uh, they filled their cast of characters by placing an ad in trade magazines that read "Macho Types Wanted." <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it says here. Says must have mustache Willis, who was the uh, cop and also the founder of the group, and the other four chose and uh, portrayed their male avatars. 
accordingly. So it was construction worker, mm-hmm. cowboy, soldier, leather man. Oh, by the way, was there a, an Indian at some, in there? Yeah, as well? yeah, yeah. It says something about how that came to be because I believe uh, the cop ended up switching with something else. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go into all that. But it was uh, it was just fun targeted to the gay community, but accessible to anyone who could tolerate disco, Adam. Yeah. That's not going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> good deal. Good for you. Good for everybody who likes this. Hmm. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah, what is I it? forgot what this was for a minute. Let me see. This is a naughty song. This was actually on the Filthy 15 last week. Oh, you brought that up last yeah. week. This is Prince. Oh, Darling Nikki. Yeah, I've always heard that this is like a dirty song. But it I, is, yeah. I don't know that I've even wanted <laughs> to listen to it. I think it's like, like banging Nikki or something. I don't know what it is. Whoop, there oh, you go. Oh, okay. That's, that's enough of that. She was in a hotel lobby doing that? I guess that? so, man. Wow. That's, no wonder. No wonder the PMRC went after it. <laughs> Filthy 15. Man. You naughty, naughty boy, you Prince. <laughs> Prince made his live debut at the Capri Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Adam. Okay. Warner Brother executives. Executives now. Warner Brother what, execs were in I don't Minneapolis. Know what, I don't know what they were doing there. It should have been, you know, with the A&R guy. But yeah, anyway. weird. Attended the show, but decided that Prince and the band needed more time to develop his music. Okay. What do you think about that? Wait a minute. What what uh, record company was this? This was uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. And did he end up signing with Warner Brothers? I or believe who did so. He sign yeah, with? yeah. He signed oh, with okay. Yeah, yeah. So at least they didn't miss out no, on they didn't, they didn't the screw, huge. Yeah, they didn't screw that one. Golden up. Goose. They did not. They did not. They. But yeah, today's huh. when he. Today's when he debuted. Really. 1979. If you didn't know that, you also learned it on the Tommy. 1979. Adam. Yeah, I love it. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Moving along, Adam. Please. <laughs> You don't don't want more of that? No, no, we're good there. We're good, we're good, we're good. Adam. (laughs) You're doing good now. Back to what we need to be at. So good. Remind me not to screw around with your volume no more. (laughs) (laughs) One of our favorite metal heroes. Absolutely. Love this. This is a great, I love it live. Live is the best way to hear this song. I love uh, singing it when I'm at home and it comes on the, uh, the, the the HomePod Siri thing and my daughter's hanging around and I, hey, I, this is one of my favorite songs. Sing it with me. Bring your daughter to the slaughter. That's what I'm talking about, Adam. Go ahead, keep on going. Let, let me go ahead and let Bruce do it. Iron Maiden in January the 5th, 1991, Adam, mm-hmm. went number one in the UK singles charts with Bring Your Daughter to, to the, the slaughter. slaughter. Not that we haven't said enough already in the past minute and a half. Right. Uh, the second single from their album, No Prayer for the Dying. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a kind of weird fact about this. It became the lowest selling number one since 1960 in the UK mm-hmm. with just over Forty-two thousand copies sold in the first week, so it was number one. But it's also the lowest-selling single, meaning it had like very little competition. Yeah, in nineteen ninety-one, released. Everybody was still buying CDs or, or whatever at that time. Yeah. they were going to the physical 
uh, stores. There's no mm -hmm. downloading at that no. time. And this song had premiered. And this song had premiered in uh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series, Ooh. I believe. Makes Dream sense. Dream Child number five, I think it was. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's weird. Why? Why would it be so low? Yeah. For, and, for music sales in 91. In 91, with all this powerhouse rock and roll going on. Nirvana, Nirvana Guns N' Roses, it, it, Metallica, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Megadeth, I believe, also. Yeah, Megadeth had yeah, big the, stuff in The 90. grunge was going on. I don't know. That's They must really love the Maiden or something, because that's it was just a weird fact for, hmm. uh, for that. I just don't know. I don't get that. Moving on, Adam. Yeah. In the same year... Three days after Adam. 91? Yep. Okay. Unfortunately, Steve Clark, guitarist of this great mm -hmm. group right here, Def Leppard, brought on the heartbreak. This is a bad time of year for Def Leppard. Oh, Just last week, you're yeah. talking about the drummer losing his arm. Well, this week is we're going to talk about him being found in his Chelsea flat by his girlfriend, after a night of heavy alcohol consumption combined with prescription drugs, he was kaput. Oh, no. I thought he could have been found with another lady, but no, he was found yeah. dead as a doornail. Yeah, that's right, man. The autopsy revealed he died from an overdose of codeine and had volume morphine and a blood alcohol level of 0 0.30 atom. 0.3? What? <laughs> <laughs> three times. Wait, wait a minute. That, that's more than three times. Three, that's like no, no. Three and a half times. Hold up. Let me let me finish. Three times the British legal driving limit. Oh, we got all the way to 0.1 over there. <laughs> Not too bad. In 2007, Clark was ranked 11 in Classic Rock Magazine's 100th Wildest Guitar Heroes. You mm. ever get to see Steve Clark play what, live? What, what uh, qualifies as wildest? Guitar heroes. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, him and him and Phil Collins were, you know. Do you have to be super into the drink and the drug to be wild? Could be, man. You hear all. It was uh, what was it during the Hysteria tour? You heard all kinds of shenanigans going on while the concert was going on. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, when you're big, super huge, and yeah, you're doing all these. Solos you're, op you're open to everything that's happening. You're doing all these solos and doing whatever it is else you're doing, and then, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's Steve Clark, man. What a great guitarist. You ever get to see him play live? I don't think so. I saw him twice. Mm hmm Very awesome. Really? That whole deal was good. I mean, we saw, what was it? What's the replacement? Vinny, uh, he was the Dio. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, yeah, I forget his name, too. Oh, God, I can't believe it. I couldn't take my eyes off the guy with no shirt and, oh, the, no, and you, the glistening. You, 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 found the gl the, you found them, too. <laughs> You found he them was right in front of you me. Found them too. I was on his side we of the stage. Never, we can never get past that ever. It's <laughs> that and me and Gene Simmons on stage. Those are, those are the two stories that continue to get circumvented in this podcast. <laughs> what, what's this? What's this? Look out for the cops. This is law enforcement. Yeah, law enforcement they day. What are you talking about? Oh, maybe look out for the cops. We want to give them. We might give him a pat on the back. We'll say, good work, guys. <laughs> this is the Wu-Tang Clan, I don't think. <laughs> Wu-Tang Biatch? Oh, <laughs> This is cream from the Wu-Tang. Okay. You ever like to listen to this jam? It looks like it's an acronym. Is it an acronym for something? Yeah, I don't know what it stands for, but it's C-R-E-A-M, and it has nothing to do with uh, Eric Clapton either. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> or any kind of dedication. It's going to be our second dedication to <laughs> Wu Eric. Wu-Tang was not saluting. Jimmy on this one or Eric. Oh. On this one. Oh, 
That's unfortunate. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. I know that much. <laughs> okay. I believe he says that. I'm not sure. That's why I knew. That's how I picked this song. 2012, Adam. Oh, 2012. Yes, January the 8th, 2012. Rapper. Mm-hmm. Old dirty bastard. ODB. That's right. His file, baby, was released by the FBI. His file was released? His file. Made public? This, Is that what that means? This guy had a file with the FBI. Thank you, Law Enforcement Day and the FBI. <laughs> this guy was cheating the taxpayer with his welfare. Check it. Anyway, uh, yeah. the report details details nine arrests for the rapper. That's it, though. He only had nine arrests. That doesn't and, sound too bad. And says his group, the file says his group, Wu-Tang Clan, is heavily involved in the sale of drugs, illegal guns, weapons, possessions, uh, murder, carjacking, and other times of violent crime. What are the chances the Wu-Tang know? <laughs> Wu-Tang do that? Oh, I can't I believe, don't believe it. that. No, not for a second. <laughs> Moving along <laughs> to the RZA and the Jizza. <laughs> One of my favorite Beatles songs right here, man. It is the uh, yeah the most the most rockingest Beatles song. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> and beloved by uh, Charles Manson. Distorted. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, screw that guy. I hope he's in hell right now, burning next to Hitler. Well, he should be. Yeah. Hopefully, be. yeah. That guy's a shitbag. Yes. Oh God, Helter Skelter, man. I just love. Let me let me breathe again. 2014, Adam. Mm-hmm. January the 9th, actually today in 2014. So only six years ago. Rolling Stones magazine published <laughs> published their readers poll of the ten greatest double albums of all time. Okay. I see you squinting. I see that. I see your brain uh, gears are obviously are the white going. album because we're playing oh, this up, right here. Up, hold up, hold up. Don't get don't get too ahead of me. Don't get too ahead of me. Okay. Okay. The top five were. Give you already mentioned one. Go ahead and give a shout out of a few others. Oh. It has to be Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Mm. It must be in there. Mm. Okay, keep going. Is it not? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Holy shit, what? I'm just going to just go ahead and just take a crack I'm going to flip this table over right no, now. Just calm, not. calm yourself down, calm yourself down. Oh. Just give me a few, give me, just throw um, a few out there. Other double albums. Um, Again, Adam, are deep cuts <laughs> and Led Zeppelin and Human Encyclopedia. You threw me off on, on that one. Zeppelin. Um, Come on now, keep oh, going. I didn't say you were wrong. Oh, oh. All things must pass. Uh, George you, Harrison. Uh, no. George Harrison's double album. Uh, nope, not on there. Not that, one, that one's not on there. No. Oh my god. Let me just stop go ahead. Start Let me going. stop it right now. It's Led Zeppelin, baby. No, thank you. <laughs> thank. Oh my gosh. If you'd have just given me an affirmation <laughs> that I was right. Physical, physical graffiti. Absolutely. Bruce Springsteen, The River. Okay. The Rolling Stones. Take a take a crack at theirs. Mm, exile, exile on Main exile Street. Was that a double? Street. Yes, you got it, man. Pink Floyd. The wall. wall. Oh yeah, the wall. Yeah, of course. Come on now. Yeah. Even I knew that Easy. was like, yeah. <laughs> they're they're only album that I really know anything about. <laughs> Everybody knows Dark Side of the Moon. But, okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, not really, but <laughs> I know what's on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and the one you mentioned, the Beatles' White Album. White Album. Dude, that's right. That's a pretty good collection. Top five, man. Other than the uh, Bruce. Springsteen one that I don't really know that well. The river, yeah. All the other ones are yeah. pretty damn classic. I really don't know, but yeah, there you go. Thank you, Rolling Stones. Whoa! That's heavy. Where's the That's crowd? Heavy. That's heavy. There's, there's the crowd. Thank hey. you. This is Tommy and Adam. <laughs> oh. Take it away, Slash! <laughs> Where's my applause? <laughs> thank you, thank you. And Whoa. now, Guns N' Roses! Hi. 
Oh, oh, hold on. Axel's going to do some direction oh, here. He is. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> His instructions. Yeah, we can do that. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, you know this song, Tommy. I do, man. Yeah, that's you can. Yeah, that's Slash. That's, Paul, that's Saul Hudson. <laughs> and that would be Mr. Duff McKagan. Duff McKagan right there. On the bass. Also one of my top five bass players, Duff McKagan. You asked me that the other day. Yeah, 15 in your top five, but that's <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> really, she had it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Jack of all trades. Just plug him into anything. It sounds Gene, much better. Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh, Rocket Queen. That's right. Adam, definitely one of my most favorite uh, Guns N' Roses songs. I, I would challenge you to say it's probably one of your favorite songs in general, out, outside of even GNR. Yeah, it's a great song. I just know what it is. Remember when we were at that show? I just, it just, it just, I lose my mind every single time. It's yeah. just, it's just one of those things. I, I need to relax. I don't know what we got going on today, but I, I would like to go get a little. Get a little rest before after this podcast. So well, you're getting this, your workout in right is, here. This is well, not. You're breaking a sweat. This is not going to work. <laughs> Guns N' Roses confirmed that Slash and Duff McKagan, who have not performed with the band since 1993, Adam, will join them and headline Coachella that year. Huge. That's a huge announcement. And they went on that tour was for all over the place. Three years. Yes, sir. Something like that, right? And they're still going, by the way. They later oh. announced a full tour with Slash and McKagan and some other uh, band members, and they have blown everybody away. They were the, one of the highest grossing. Uh, yeah, I believe they were. so. Yeah, we went through that. Not, we went through one of our podcasts with them. Didn't yeah, we? we did have highest grossing tours, and yeah, they were on it, and I think they were the top three, I think. That's what it was. But that tour existed for three years, <laughs> yeah. going from stadiums to arenas, and, we, and they're still ongoing. And for some reason, we went twice. <laughs> I mean, are they coming back again? Right, let's because, go because we'll be there. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> I'd say pretty freaking high. <laughs> it's just it's just nonstop rock and roll, man. I know. It's and just, and it's, do you think with all this lockdown stuff that they might come out with some new material, a new album? I think they announced tour it. behind I, it. I think yeah, they announced some. Yeah, I and think that'll it was be, Slash was the one saying it too. It wasn't Axel. So. And the way they are with like new things, it seems like. It's going to be heavy into the new stuff. Oh, oh, oh. I hope it's good new stuff. You know, oh, yeah. I hope it's not just something. They've had enough time to work on their stuff, so we'll see how it goes. So we'll go with that. It anyway. should be great. And you know what time it is, Adam. It's that time to Ooh. sit back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine and get ready to lend an ear to this episode's significant album or single. Watch out now. You might delightfully get wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts as well. Yeah. You got it. It's about to get heavy. <laughs> I've been listening to my Jimi oh Hendrix. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adam, go ahead and hit that button, baby. It, it's there. I hope we got see, another I, live I crowd. Hope, I hope. And another, by the way, another double album that was completely left out of this. True. Conversation. It could have definitely been involved in that conversation. Absolutely. If we extended it to top ten, definitely in there. And you know who we're talking about if you're a rock and roll connoisseur. It's Peter Frampton's baby. Comes alive. Frampton comes Frampton alive. Comes alive. That's right. Released, Adam. 
January 6, 1976. Mm. Epic album. Probably like album of the year that year, right? I love this song, man. I just, this... It's a perfect show starter. Gets everybody up, gets everybody moving. It says, hey, we're here and something is happening. You You feel it? You and I have experienced Frampton together twice. Yep. And we have experienced this as a show started. That's right. That's right. It gets everybody up. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's happy. You're able to have your cell phone during this song. Uh, yeah. You can take pictures. <laughs> you right. can take short video or whatever. For the first five minutes. And then <laughs> and then he'll like he'll single you out and put that away. Put this shit away. Yeah. Enjoy this at the moment right now. <laughs> I'm up here, not in your in your. Both uh, times lenses. we saw him, great shows. Saw him in Salina. At that little theater, and then locally here, the Stifle, the Stifle, 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 and then the where the Orpheum, is that yeah, where it was? the Orpheum, yeah, downtown, beautiful, both both places. Not and the crowd, but you know, the performance was perfect. If we don't, if we say anything, and we could close out this segment, we say something. No, no, I'm talking about if we say anything, you know, anything, or if we stop saying anything, let's put it that way. And we could say that this sounds exactly how it sounds live. Yeah. I, I mean, that has always blown me away for Frantham. How you hear Frantham on there. And Frantham's like 133 years old. He's up there. He's an old man. You're right. <laughs> right? You are? You're, you are correct. You know, and it's, it's just so, it's so musically delightful. He's very proficient. You know, very good. Oh man, I just uh, and 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 Frantham comes alive, lets you live that experience of the live record. To have your landmark album be a live album. Oh, has that ever happened before? Yeah, Kiss, Kiss Alive. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's the, the landmark. No, that, that, I would. Is yeah, that, no, not is really. Is that bigger but, than Destroyer? Uh, no, not bigger than Destroyer. Not bigger than Love Gun. No, but still, you know that's. But if you pick out one signature, what, but that's what breaks them into the into in, just like Phantom, uh, in uh, in uh, Paul Stanley's book Face the Music, he's ta- he speaks about this actually, mm-hmm. how you know some of this was wor- rearranged and worked in the studio, mm-hmm. and some of that live magic was you know rearranged and whatnot, but still it gave you that opportunity, you know, uh, powered by his trucks trusty. Talk box, by the way, Adam. Yeah. Right? I was going to ask you the name of that because I couldn't remember yeah, the name of that. That's right. Thing. It becomes one of the best selling live albums in history Ooh. with an estimated 11 million worldwide. There's the talk box there right there. Right what were the chances we're going to have? <laughs> <laughs> the album reached number one in the Billboard's uh, Top 200 the week ending April the 10th. And this was all by word of mouth. It just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. So it didn't have like a big uh, no. uh, uh, commercial, uh, I could put in music magazines, say yeah. the new Frampton album out, none, none of that. It was all just showed up in the record it store. Was, and yeah, it was, said, it, was, it, was getting, it was getting some airplay. Obviously, do you feel like we do all stuff? Those songs could go on for, you know, what, 15, 16 minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote down the, uh, the, the time limits of these songs anyway. Mm-hmm. The, four albums, uh, the four albums before... Window change, uh, Frantom's camel. What something's happening, and just playing Frantom uh, with, uh, with uh, what do you call it? With Frantom comes alive is what really uh, gave him that success after Humble Pie. That's right. So, 
Expectations for his, for his fourth album were extremely low, since contemporary live albums rarely perform well. You know, Frampton proved these guys wrong. You mean for listen, this, listen, for this, this album song, right this here? This is my song. This is my song right here. Turn to stone. Ooh, man. Can't you see? What you doing to me? Yeah. All I want to be is by your side. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you're just like, you look at your babe. Because, see, they cut my hair. And he doesn't have no hair anymore. My, ba my babe cut my hair. And she, I told right. her, I said, I don't care if you cut my hair because I want to be here. By your side? By your side. Oh. That's what actually took the fury off of her cutting my cutting my hair. I just remembered this song. <laughs> you had a, you had an earbud in. Hold on, let me put the earbud in the other side. You're cutting that side. Let me get his anger. <laughs> let me filter this anger some other way. <laughs> you just did a Samson on me. <laughs> the groundbreaking guitar effects on this album, uh, Adam, mm -hmm. with his natural uh, voice quality. And the crowd going bonkers every single time he uses that talk box yeah. is what propelled this album to what it is today. Is this like the biggest live album of all time? That's what they're saying. It's one of them. Mo biggest seller? And, and the reason, and this article at least, was saying that it's not certifiable to a point where record sales were not as reliable as they were like today. So they really can't put you know their thumb on it and say, oh. yes, this is it. Okay. But it's it's a part of every single conversation that involves live albums. Now it has to be. So yeah, this has to like set the pace for all the ones that came behind. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I yep. know that I know the same year was a '76, right? Yeah, this is '76. Yeah. I know this same year is the when Led Zeppelin released uh, "Song Remains the Same," mm -hmm. and quality this versus that. This one is head and shoulders. Above. Produced by Peter Frampton, by the way, an all-star band. But hold up a minute now. I got a surprise for you. Oh, more surprises? It's Three Kings Day. Oh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got that one. That's, that's seen better days, too. A bit worn. Oh, we've got the hinged Frampton Comes Alive vinyl. Vinyl, two discs. And by the way, it's These not, are 70s guys and, inside and here. And by the way, it's not a, what is it, not a hipster one for resale. What is a reissue? Oh, look at the uh, when you open up the cover. Mm -hmm. uh, look at the other side. You'll see uh, you'll see a phantom that I'm sure misses. He misses this phantom on the other side. Oh, he's got a <laughs> no. What? Open, open the whole thing up. It is and open. turn it around. Turn it around. Where you turn it around? No, no. Go and turn it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Turns how, into like a poster. How dreamy. Yeah, isn't he? <laughs> and it's got uh, oh. liner notes in here from Cameron Crow from December 1975. Oh my god. Huh? Anyway, the album has uh, great uh, quality, great production, like you said, Adam. And yes, it brought it new life to songs like Show Me The Way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this one that's playing right now. What are the chances? <laughs> Baby, I Love Your Way. Uh -huh. uh, which flopped in the original studio incarnations. In this reinvigorated format, the cuts crackle with energy. Wow. And with the release of heavily edited third single, Do You Feel Like We Do? Mm -hmm. Radio stations. <laughs> it better be heavily edited because it was 14 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> Radio stations were persuaded to the first time since the Beatles' Hey Jude to do great significant airplay any song running over, on any song running over eight minutes. Mm. Uh, seven minutes, excuse me. And here's, oh. a, here's a cover song right here. 
done way better by Phantom. No. <laughs> Now I see you have the vinyl of this album. Do you do you listen to this often? Do you do you cue it up in your player very often? I don't listen to vinyl, dude. I just like it but, for. But but if you have it in your in your player, your, your digital format. Do you, oh yeah, Do you yeah, play yeah. it very this, often? This is this is uh this is on rotation all the time. Okay. This is I mean I have another one. It's a little bit more of a modern uh, CD that was actually recorded. I want to say up there in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it's like a 19, I want to say 98, 1999. But still, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll counterbalance each other. It's almost the same thing. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter, you know, you really love it. I mean, it's just one of those things, man. That... Anyway, Wayne Campbell <laughs> explains everybody in the world. Party on. <laughs> has Frantum come alive. If you Sha, right. <laughs> if you lived in the suburbs, you were issued it. <laughs> it came in the mail with samples of Tide. <laughs> Depending on who's counting, Eric Clapton's Unplugged from 1992 or Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks' Double Live from 1998 yeah. may have outsold it, but Peter Frampton Comes Alive remains the definitely live album wow. of a rock and roll, baby. Insane. That is just absolutely crazy, man. That's it's one of our it's favorite that things. Time man. to oh. sit back in the Tommy and Adam hard to name. So much of that bullshit. Beginning, time beginning to end on that album. It's like you're there at the concert. Episode. It captivates it more than any other live recording I remember. I would go ahead and tell you that uh, Iron Maiden, after every tour, puts out a live album. Almost, yeah. And it's not the same. Oh, it's about to get heavy. It's about to get heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, geez. Yeah. I uh, invite you today to, as you as all the other listeners of the Tommy and Hard Today podcast, you know, today on your playlist, punch it up. Punch up Frantum Comes Alive. Yeah, you won't if be disappointed you, if, if you like you, that kind of music. Yeah, if you like, you know, which if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you like this kind of music. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot. Today in rock and roll, Adam. Oh, more rock and roll. Ooh, believe it or not, this is rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually it'll turn into rock and roll. Oh, oh there, there, it is. Is. there it is. It made it, it made it in. Who's this, Adam? Oh, that's Blondie. That's Blondie, yeah. Blondie the group, by the way. Not, <laughs> not, not the not, comic strip? No, no, no. A Dagwood Bumstead? Dagwood, and... no, there's no sandwiches involved here. <laughs> Even though Debbie Harry in her days was a nice, uh, sandwich. nice piece of meat, yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Said by Adam, not by me. <laughs> but it's not her birthday today, Adam. Oh no, we're not it's celebrating Chris, her. It's Chris Stein, the guitarist. Birthday. Oh okay. Yeah. Happy Turn, birthday, Chris. January the fifth, nineteen fifty. Chris Stein. Yeah. And happy birthday. Everybody's gonna. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's move on. There wasn't a lot of heavy duty birthdays this week, but this one. Oh. This one. Yes. And even with their new song, Adam. I know. We're getting the new album. The fresh release. Take it over, Adam. Take it over. <laughs> ACDC, shot in the dark. Ooh. That's why I say you. I could never do this podcast by myself, man. You are this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it says 
the guy with the 15-page outline over there. <laughs> we would be missing 15 pages. Mr. Malcolm Young today is 68, oh, man. Happy birthday, Malcolm. Born on Three Kings Day, 1953. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a gift to the world, even though oh, he ended yes. up showing everybody how to go down the highway to hell. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he put in good work. Awesome, awesome, I mean, mu- awesome musician. You know awesome I mean? musician. Awesome album that just came Absolutely, out. Absolutely, yeah. still putting out good yeah. shit. Yeah, still to this day, and he's not gonna stop. I don't, I don't see him stopping anytime soon. He's sixty-eight compared to the rest of the rockers that are out there. Come on, man, mm-hmm. this is gonna be crazy. A bitty, 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 bitty. <laughs> Hail Satan! <laughs> you know I was gonna go back oh and record that. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to become a thing. There was no way. Uh, (laughs) It was a a throwaway little bit. Did you see that note that I sent you from uh, Tim the Trivia Titan? He appreciated that. that It's funny because I said, I just told him this. (laughs) And you were trying to tell me about it. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't don't even remember the Porky Pig thing. (laughs) Yes, Adam. Yes, yes, yes. Malcolm Young, man. What a great musician. Happy birthday. You know, it's just one of those things that you will never... I don't think that Malcolm Young will ever be uh, replicated. There's just no way. Hmm. What do you mean? It's just just a style. Genetically? Like DNA-wise? His his playing style. You know, anytime you hear uh, an ACDC, even though if you don't know who it is, you know, even this is Power Up album, this one right here, Shot in the Dark, Mm -hmm. the minute you heard, I mean, the second, but oh, this ACDC without a doubt. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, The definite signature sound. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoothly play this one out, Adam. <laughs> Adam be- Ooh, that was sweet. Adam, before we uh before we go into third birthday, I forgot to tell you we had a special mention, dude. I forgot about it. What man. special mention? Yeah, it was very special mention before the third birthday. So since we were on rock we and roll this week, we had uh one of your favorite artists was born today in nineteen thirty-five. Oh, <laughs> Elvis Aaron Presley? You got hey, it. Hey, it's the king. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. I was wondering if he was going to make your birthday. Yeah, yeah, but you know, this is he, it's it's third birthday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd get the afterthought birthday, you know, after third birthday. And, oh, and in addition, you know, yeah, him, the king of rock and roll. Yeah, him, and, <laughs> him and David Bowie as well. <laughs> oh, David Bowie? Nah. Don't worry about him. Yeah, heavy, hitter, heavy hitters this week was Elvis and... Uh, and Malcolm. Yeah, some weeks they're kind of struggling for birthdays, but we've got a plethora really this week. But of course, of course they're past. <laughs> so you can't really wish them happy birthday anymore. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why there's special mentions. <laughs> we'll make it up there with the uh hopefully uh we'll we'll be able to talk to our uh, science and research department and see if the uh Lords of the G string app uh-huh. mm-hmm. Adam, see if we could uh, include some kind of special message to all these past rockers. As shoot them up there with the angel songs. Oh, there's going to be a new segment, a new segment for Happy Birthday to the Deceased, the Dearly Departed Rockers from Our Past. That is, <laughs> that is not what we need to go before we go into Nicole Dyer Quinones. Oh, this sounds good. She is our third birthday this week, Adam. Okay, I'm, I'm loading the app. She'll pop up here shortly, right? That's right. 26 years old, dude. How do I get to her? And you get to her by writing on the search. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On that little, uh, what is it? That uh, on little, the bar? What is that called? The, the uh, micro, the, what is it? The, uh, my, uh, my, 
the the my, hourglass, my, not the hourglass. What my, my, thought, my little I, bar yeah, says. Oh my gosh! Search. It gives me like suggestions. Search with the little search fitness body with the mag <laughs> with the magnifying glass. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm looking at it yeah. right now, so I'm trying right, to tell. Right, right. I'm trying to tell the listeners search how to get leg there. day. So okay. here it is, right here, Nicole mm-hmm. Dyer Quinones, but her handle is N I C O. D Y, excuse me, D W Y, E R Q. Oh, I found her. You know, you know what Sammy told me this week? What did he say? That we helped last last week. She went up. The, whoever the uh, oh, our, she, she went she up like three, by followers? yeah, like three thousand list, three thousand followers. <laughs> Thanks to the Tommy that watched the podcast. I can only personally account for <laughs> and one. I, and I said thank you. <laughs> I can tell you for two. <laughs> Oh, I can see where she hails from already. Oh, where she hail from there, uh, Adam? I'll it be- says right underneath her name, Puerto Rico. No, what are the chances? No wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Nicole Dyer Quinones. That Dyer threw you off, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she has a, uh, she has 62,000 followers. Mm-hmm. She has a... Uh, As of tonight, though, that's 62,000 followers. She's into... Uh, Electronics. She has an Apple Watch. Okay, good deal. She's had 339 posts. She follows 347. She hails from the island of Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. An island of very beautiful IG models. Yes. <laughs> Which we don't give too much uh, uh, publicity on because I don't want, to, want it to be any kind of favoritism on my part. On her second image, as I'm looking at this, she's wearing a kimono. Oh, and what? she says, kimono comfy. And it is, uh, it looks very comfortable. Oh, yeah. I mean, it must be hot there, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's Puerto Rico, of course. Yeah. Her hair is just, is lovely. Mm. It is straight, long, silky, has a few highlights in there. Anyway, Adam, go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and pick out one uh, of one of these photographs, and we'll give it a quick analysis for the, uh, since we have to describe I mentioned the kimono. Do you they, not look at the, I don't have the hold kimono? Hold I'm not going to have to read a couple of things there. She is a TV model. What does that mean, a TV model? A model that goes on TV. Like she's on The Price is Right or something? Yeah, that she's crap showing? like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I believe so. I mean, that's what I would think. She's a blogger. That's good. I wonder what she blogs about. We'll probably find out a little bit later. Okay. Uh, with her own website. And she also has a Facebook page. Dyer.Nicole. Dyerq.com. So she has her own website. That's what it is right there. Website has content that you could pay extra for. Or you got to subscribe to be able to get onto her blog. Go ahead, Adam. Which which. There's so many photographs well, there's the, here. There's the Christmas one where she Where's looks very festive. Let's, let's go to the Christmas. We just passed Christmas. And Puerto Rico, really, Christmas hasn't ended. So this might be appropriate for our listeners okay. on the island. Yeah. This, this is good then. Oh, good deal. She's oh. wearing the Santa hat. She has the red uh, top covering uh, the brassiere area. Oh, yeah. And she has like the, uh, oh, the what are the leggings called? The little... Uh, the stockings, the stockings, the garters, yeah, yes, yes. And, and for our listeners, just so you could go ahead and follow, and she's along. doing like the 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 uh, the TV model thing with the Christmas tree, yeah, that's like she's yeah, kind of like, hey, yeah, she's like, look hey, at my tree, my tree, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like the 10th picture down, yeah. And let me see how many likes this picture has. I can't see, oh, only 6,138 likes. That's it. Be so two, she's there'll be, be two more here in a second. So she's she's an up and comer. <laughs> 
So yeah. we're, 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 again, we're fomenting up and comers on the IG side. That's right. That's right. She doesn't have millions of right. followers Hopefully, yet. Pretty soon she'll come on the podcast. Hopefully not via Zoom, but in person. Sure. Uh, then my wife will kick me out of the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see what it says here. It says, Santa came early this year. That's what she said. We're a little bit behind. Oh, okay. We're just a couple of weeks behind that. Event. Yeah. That's not too bad. That's pretty, pretty good. It's not too bad. Yeah. Did you pick out one that you kind of like? Let me see that one. That one. There's one directly. Oh, by but... the way, I forgot to tell you that that, that her uh, her lingerie, I guess, is uh, Victoria's Secrets. If you see, oh, she's a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah, no, no, no. That she's using Victoria's Secrets uh, oh. uh, lingerie. So if you notice above the hip line. Yeah. Right where her waist is, it meets right there where her garter is. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's what you can see right there. Oh, can you zoom in? Yeah, I can zoom in. I mean, oh, oh it's, you're yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? It's blingy too. It has like the oh, sparkles. Yeah, of course, and that's why Christmas came early this year. That's excellent because it's right by the tree. The lights will catch those sparkles, catch the eye. That's, uh, yeah. that's what'll catch the eye. That yeah. right there. And also, we need to point out that she is so secure in her. Uh, doesn't hate other females she actually takes pictures with other females on her instagram here and shares what them. adam yes where go down to the one let me see so it is about 25 keep going down it's gonna be oh. on the it's gonna be on the left hand side and it's gonna be the first one where two i only have one uh, side oh, oh you have one side okay let me see it is i'm gonna tell you what it's called it is called girlies <laughs> Is there? A, she is in a black bathing suit with the Apple Watch, and here her friend is in a pink with some like strings. Is that is that what the one we're looking uh, at? Fun times with this one, she says. No, okay, we can look at that one too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, she she's so secure in her beauty. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. There's no reason why she shouldn't be. She should be proud yeah, yeah. of what so she I has. So I would there. I would say that. Uh, on Lingerie, she's awesome. She's also uh, she's also I awesome. Know the one. I, on see the one. I see the girlies I see the girlies one. That is that, that is excellent. So we're gonna look at two girlies, one, two swimwear. Where ones. is that located? Can you tell where they're at by looking at the at the background? Because they're in a pool. They're like waist high in a pool, and behind you can see like buildings in the distance, maybe a bay, that some is, sort of structure. That is at a hotel in Condado because okay. what I can make out of there is the swimming pool that is called Les Cambron. So I'm going to go ahead and okay. say, yeah, that's where she's at. Okay. She, it's pretty easy to say that anyway because that's probably where they all are anyway. Okay. So yeah, but let's go ahead and pick out another one. Maybe one where she is in night attire uh, to go out on the town. Oh, the one, the one oh. directly after that one. <laughs> There's one right after that one. <laughs> She's wearing a nice golden, it's golden form, yes, form fitting yes, yes. dress. There's a bit of material that is missing uh, right in the middle, like kind oh, of below yeah, the breast yeah, area, yeah, showing yeah, kind yeah. of a bit of under boob. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, see that? Yeah. Well, that could be that, you know. She if, still has the Apple Watch up. Well, you know, it doesn't matter how young you are or how, I mean, excuse me, it doesn't matter how, how old you are. What if she has some heart problems that day? You want, to, you want to have access to yes, a medical yes, professional yes, to get ready out of the town. You know, you don't want to ruin this awesome dress that she has. So she leaves that little there for the little, uh, for to put the stethoscope. Or um, if you have to put the adrenaline shot. <laughs> just right <laughs> in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> like Nikki says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, so, yeah. She is actually stunning. 
She's she's one of the best she third is birthdays. Absolutely. Of, of uh, twenty-six years old. Yes, yes. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Here's her quote on her Youngster. on her website, Adam. Here you'll be able to appreciate exclusive content content and get immersed in an intimate way into my world. I'm not sure that's gonna happen. You may want. <laughs> you may. You maybe, may. Maybe a little false advertising there. You may want to go ahead and uh, send her an email to Nicole Dyer, nineteen ninety four at outlook.com. Yes, Adam, and that was whew, extra special. Oh my God! Lord of the G String app. It has to be the app of the year. You outdid yourself with that one. That was That's, really that good. That wasn't me. That's Agent X three. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. He's awesome. <laughs> Actually, he picked out the other one, but it's too late. <laughs> Let's just say next week we're going to have probably ebony and ivory. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. Adam, finally. Have we break time? It's my break time. It is. It's <laughs> hashtag what the frijoles. Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna shut this go ahead. I'm gonna shut this IG stuff down because it's gonna distract me like last. Yeah, no kidding. You're not gonna pay attention to anything <laughs> no. I have to say. Um, uh, in my youth, mm-hmm. um, in town here there was a, a minor professional soccer team. They played at the Kansas Coliseum. It was indoor soccer. Okay. And it was a big deal. They were called the Wichita Wings. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. And um, I used to get tickets from my dad's business. He was an exterminator. They were sponsors of the of the team. They got a couple of tickets. Apparently, I was the only kid that wanted to go. So often, I'd get tickets from his boss. We'd go to the game. Oh, that's right? pretty cool. And that team had a bunch of Danish players from Denmark, right? There was a bunch of Rasmussens, a couple of different Rasmussens, a couple of different runt feds, a couple of different boarding guards, uh, all these different names. from, And they're from Denmark. No other team in the league had so many Danish players. It was um, like a pipeline between Denmark and. Europe. I'm glad you clarified that it was last names because if in, in my world, if it doesn't end with E Z, it's really not a last name. <laughs> no, okay, I understand. <laughs> but this is a total different part of the world. Right, 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 right. So, Denmark. I'm kind of familiar with Danish people because of these guys, okay. and I followed them for years oh. as a fan of that team. So that's where your knowledge grew, maybe a little bit. A little bit. Okay, that's, that was the only only thing I had to know about. Uh, Denmark was these guys and where they came from, so I kind of researched it, whatever. But uh, in Danish TV, there's a new show, and it's going to debut for... It's a children's TV show. Okay. And I have the theme song here. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to see if it comes across. All right. It's in a foreign <laughs> language, but you'll, you'll listen to it, and then I'll and then I'll translate it for you. John What's Jan Dieleman? That's the name of the show. John Dieleman. Can you give me the okay. translation? Did you hang give... did you hang around with those Danes enough to pick up on their language? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, I, I did get a translation of that. And uh, the song goes, hello, it's John Peepee. John Peepee. John Peepee. He has the world's longest peepee. There's almost nothing he can't do with it. 
This is a children's show. He can swing it around. He can get a little embarrassed. He can save the whole world if he's just allowed. John Peepee, John Peepee, John Peepee. Right? Doesn't that sound like an exciting show? That sounded like a perfect kid's song, right? So, it would sound like if the Negro was up had a show. John Dillerman is an animated show starring a man with a penis that is so massive and flexible it can save children from danger. Oh my God. Fetch objects from a river and operate as a pogo stick. Hello. It even has powers. <laughs> There's 13 episodes, and the title character navigates an array of unexpected scenarios oh. caused by his inexplicably huge genitalia. <laughs> In episode one, for instance, the mustached Dillermond uses his gigantic, stripy, it's not flesh colored, <laughs> stripy organ. As a lead for his dog, but quickly finds himself inundated with requests from his neighbors to take their pets out for walks, too. <laughs> and another point in the show, he is stuck. That, that seems like typical superhero work. He's stuck floating in midair after balloons are tied to his groin. <laughs> in another episode, he breaks a friend's vase with his penis. Oh, my gosh. And must raise money to pay them back. Oh, how do you raise money? I don't want to know. In a third, he uses it to steal an ice cream in the zoo. <laughs> the show's opening montage also shows him using his genitals to keep a lion oh away from a group of children. Gosh, that is so wrong. <laughs> the show was generally met with hilarity in Denmark and across the internet, with many praising it as an appropriate and lighthearted way to teach children about the human anatomy. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen those powers out of American oh, peni. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but apparently in Denmark, they have superpowers. Uh, some, some actually did take issue with John Dillerman and are wanting to actually get it removed from the TV. Oh, wow. So this is not internet. This is TV. Yeah, this is a te uh, Danish television show. But it's supposed to teach people about their body and how they can steal ice cream <laughs> and, and protect yourself. And that was our Mother for Holiness for this week. Was that the hashtag that Sammy said this week? Or so? Was it that WhatsApp or something? Was it? I think so. Did he, did he, did he I, have, didn't, <laughs> I didn't open. I just saw the title of it for the penis. So, you know. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> oh, that's messed up, man. All right. What are we on to oh, now? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. After that, that, that actually covered sound. That covered what the field is sound of the week and motherfucking yeah. of the week. <laughs> you, had, you had a three and one. <laughs> To economize this, it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast Sound of the Week. All right, Tommy, I'm just yeah. going to play something right here. Go ahead. You kind of know what this is, I think. I do. That is a version of Panama. Uh, yes. By some home guys. Band. Rafael Mendez is a Brazilian. Oh, okay. He's going to be singing for us. And he is known as a Bruce Dickinson clone. So he is going to be singing uh, Panama 
in the vein of uh, Bruce Dickinson. All right, I can't wait. I can, I can, I can hear it. You like it? I can hear it. It's not bad. <laughs> he has them down. His, he, ha uh, he has them down. He has YouTube where he'll have a, uh, a series of songs where he'll like play acoustic guitar and he'll, he'll sing other bands' songs in the Bruce Dickinson style. Wow. Or he'll have special songs like this where he'll get the whole band in there and and do the whole thing and, and of course he has like he'll do like a bunch of the uh iron maiden songs rhyme of the ancient mariner is one of them that i oh, saw that is on there but this guy's really good so if you close your eyes you think i mean i heard some of bruce in there yeah i mean look right there he's right there yeah. <laughs> he, makes, he makes some of the signature sounds yeah. some of the signature things that you can pick out that are bruce, bruce dickinson and, it's, and to be honest with you it's pretty brilliant that he could put it onto another uh rock song yeah i'm, I'm sure there's something that has to be done right you'd have to do something to the music you have to lower it or you have to do something because the range the vocal range would be different between band members and different different things wow he might be similar to david lee roth though I don't know. But here we have the, the speaking part is coming up here shortly. <laughs> we reach down between his legs. <laughs> no, more, no more John Dillerman, though. <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah, we are gonna hit a big heart tonight. <laughs> I can balance the roll from the heat. <laughs> it sounds evil. <laughs> You're killing me out of me. You said this was shit this week. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, you did? It's Hell yeah, I like this. That was Rafael Mendez. Sound of the week. You know that that maiden is pretty big in Brazil. I mean, they're huge. Yeah, this guy takes a stage in the rock and Rio type bullshit. Yeah, this oh, this guy oh. takes a stage in Brazil. He's gonna he's gonna take it over for for you know. I mean, he'll just tear everything apart. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Mora Hokaria. What the week? We're moving them on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, that still that still gave you the giggles right off. Adam, well, I'm so fresh and Adam, new. Adam, I don't have a motherfucker here of the week. I'm I guess I, I guess I'm you a, gave it to me. I'm I hoping motherfuckeria. <laughs> you got a soundbite to go with? No, nah, no. no, we could do soundbites. No, but, no, we don't um, do that. <clears throat> I guess this is just going to be called "Your Shit at Your Job." Is it a game with, with it's options? Going to, it's going to be yes. Oh is, no! Oh no! It's going to be uh, about. Music critics. Okay. Specifically Rolling Stone music critics. I, I better, okay, I better, uh, <laughs> I better. Uh, I'm going to name oh. three uh, classic albums. Okay. And one of them received a terrible review or a 
sour review, at least. From Rolling Stone. From Rolling Stone. Are you sure all three didn't get a terrible review? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know one of them did. This is going to be a hard game. Okay. Okay. We're going to start. This is our first series. There's three options here. Okay, good deal. Cream, which okay. we have spoken about earlier today. Right. Disraeli Gears from 1967, featuring oh. the song Strange Brew, Sunshine of Your Love, Tales of Brave Ulysses. All of those were on there. That's our first option. Okay. Second, Jimi Hendrix, also mm-hmm. spoken of. Are you experienced 1967? We don't talk about these things before the podcast. You know Purple that. Purple Haze, Manic Depression, Hey Joe, Foxy Lady, all on that oh, album. Wow. Rolling Stones, 1969, Let It Bleed. Gimme Shelter, Midnight Rambler. You can, can't always get what you want. One of those received a sour review. Which one do you think it was? I'm going to go with Jimi Hendrix. Whoa! How did you do... You just, like, you knew that. Did you know that? I'm Tommy Martinez. Is it fact? I'm Tommy Martinez. Well, John Landau (laughs) gave a review of Jimi Hendrix. Are you experienced? Oh, wow. Go ahead and lay, lay it on me. And in his review, he said, everything else is insane and simply a matter of either you dig it or you don't. Basically, I don't. For several reasons. Despite Jimmy's musical brilliance and the group's total precision, the poor quality of the songs and the inanity of the lyrics too often get in the way. Jimmy is very much into state of mind type lyrics, but even so, lines like manic depression is a frustrating mess just don't make it. Mm, how groovy. <laughs> how groovy for the 1960s. Let's so he it. gave it a big thumbs down for <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. History has not treated that review very well no all right we have a total of three different selections that we're going to do here this is our second okay all right david bowie the rise and fall of ziggy stardust okay, okay, 1972 okay. suffragette okay. city ziggy stardust Starman are on there yep one of my favorite queen jazz 1978 fat bottom girls which was played on this episode <laughs> and bicycle race how these moons light I up know. i don't know how, how do these moons light up bruce Adam. springsteen born to run 1975 born to run 10th avenue freeze out thunder road all on there which one of those received a negative i'm gonna go with bruce springsteen whoa the boss how dare you <laughs> do you think that they would say anything against the boss i do it's rolling do? <laughs> it's rolling stones <laughs> Well, the negative review is for Queen's oh. Jazz. And the reviewer, Dave Marsh, said, there's no jazz on Queen's new record. In case fans of either were worried about the def- defilement of an icon, Queen hasn't the imagination to play jazz. Queen hasn't the imagination, for that matter, to play rock and roll. How harsh. <laughs> jazz is more of the same dull plastiche that's dominated all this British supergroup's work. Tight guitar, wow. bass, drums, heavy metal cliches light classical pianistics, four-part harmonies that make the four freshmen sound funky and Freddie Mercury's throat-scratching lead vocals. Wow. Whatever its claim, Queen isn't here just to entertain. This group has come to make it clear that exactly, clear exactly who is superior and who is inferior. It's the anthem, we will rock you, is a marching order. You will not rock us. We will rock you. <laughs> Indeed, Queen may be the first truly fascist Rock band. Ooh. <laughs> the whole thing makes me wonder why anyone would indulge these creeps and their polluting ideas. That could have that's the harshest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Fascist creeps and polluting. <laughs> oh my god. That happened this week. <laughs> oh man, that wow, was I missed rough. that. I thought they would tear would tear Bruce Springsteen apart. No. 1975. They tore Queen, a new asshole. Wow. With yes, that they one. did, man. They really they gave, they gave it to Queen. 
All right, and this is our third. This All is our right. final right, selection me, of, me, let me of albums. This, let me think this one through. Led Zeppelin one, nineteen sixty nine, including such uh, songs as "Days of Confused," "Good Times," "Bad Times," and "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You." Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath's first album, nineteen seventy, including "The Wizard" and title track "Black Sabbath." Mm-hmm. ACDC's first album, High Voltage, wow. 1976. Long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. The Jack TNT Live Wire. They're going to give it to Led Zeppelin. They're going to they're gonna shit on Led Zeppelin? I would hope so. <laughs> You're correct, but they shit on all three. <laughs> I, see, that was my answer to Mickey. That you, was my answer. You knew that was coming. That was my answer to motherfucking of the week. Come on, goddamn Oh, For Led Zeppelin, the latest of the British blues group, so conceived... Offers a oh, little that's of that horrible. of its twin, the Jeff, Bre- <laughs> the Jeff Beck group. Didn't say as well or as better three months ago. And the excesses of the Beck's group troop album, most notably its self-indulgence and restrictedness, are fully in evidence on Led Zeppelin's debut album. Jimmy Page, around whom the Zeppelin revolves, is admittedly an extraordinarily proficient blues guitarist and explorer of his instrument, instruments, electronic capabilities. Unfortunately... He is also a very limited producer and writer of weak, ah. unimaginative songs. And the Zeppelin album suffers from having his both produced it and written oh, most of it. jeez, <laughs> man. Oh, that tore them apart. Uh, and Black Sabbath over and across the tracks in the industrial side of cream country lie unskilled laborers like Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> which was hyped as rock and ritual celebration of the satanic mass or some such claptrap. Something like England's answer to the coven. Anyway, wow. shitting all over them. ACDC, those concerned with the future of hard rock may take solace in knowing that with the release of the first U.S. album by these Australian gross-out champions, the genre has unquestionably hit its all-time low. Ouch, Adam, <laughs> that is just horrible. It's the Tommy Adam Hard to Name podcast. Mora Hokaria of the week. <laughs> Oh my God! Damn. Rolling Stones, Adam. Jeez, oh, bunch of assholes. <laughs> they have been on our radar all evening. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I I told you I subscribed to Rolling Stone for a while. I did too. I did. I like it, man. I mean, I say. And I too. and I when I did pre, usually when I got the the issue, I'd go straight to the reviews. Yeah. I wanted to see what was coming out. I wanted to see how they what they thought of it. In other words, buy it if it's shitted on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Adam, I think it's time. Yes. <laughs> Good times, bad times. My break is over. <laughs> I didn't even last 15 minutes. <laughs> what did you do to me? I did all that reading in 15 minutes? <laughs> Shit. No way I can do your job. Adam, I'm just going to go straight to bad times because guess where it's from? Weekly World News? No. Rolling Stones. <laughs> This episode is dedicated I, to the Rolling Stones. I swear, I swear he's from Rolling Stones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to go back to Weekly World News. What are the news. bullshit artists going to tell us? Oh, my gosh. Listen to this, man. This is bad, 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 bad news. Wow. New Year's Eve gay cruise <laughs> sank in Puerto Vallarta and gay Instagram is exploding. Ah. <laughs> is, is there a gay Instagram? I didn't know there was a gay Instagram. No way. 
an anonymous Instagram account exposing gay men from party partying during a pandemic raises question oh. about class, race, and privilege. They were on a cruise? Where? <laughs> where was this? Puerto where? Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, article written by Edge Dixon, by the way. <laughs> I swear. <Okay. laughs> if, if, if you don't believe me, Google uh, Rolling Stones gay cruise. I'm his sure his editor said, we're giving this one to Dixon over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the world rang in 2021, Adam, uh-huh. we thought we would be leaving much of the malice in the previous pandemic year behind. Right. But alas, there is no vaccine for one of our favorite pursuits, good old-fashioned social media shaming. Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> Which has been rampant thanks to an, anonymous, to an anonymous Instagram account and a party crew sinking that went down over New Year's Eve weekend, Adam. So they weren't observing social distancing they rules? They were not. They were not. On New Year's Eve, a boat carrying about 60 of the attendees of the Puerto Vallarta party sank. <laughs> Though no one was hurt during the incident, video footage showing the revealers <laughs> being rescued surfaced on Twitter, leading to an onslaught of <laughs> Shandon Freuda. Yeah. <laughs> right. An extensive memification. Oh, oh boy. As well as comparison to the sinking of the Titanic. Mm. Oh man, these guys don't catch a break, man. What the hell? Many on Instagram who follow popular models and influencers. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> On the on the circuit party scene, we're surprised to see photos and videos being posted of a New Year's circuit party in Puerto Vallarta, Jalisco. So there must be Mexico. like some some sort of unwritten agreement. Like we're going on this cruise, all the devices get put away. We don't put this stuff on social media. <laughs> I guess so. Right? You need to. Uh, the party organized by gay circuit scene empresario. Who? Uh, it's a, it's something called a gay circuit scene. This is the party they oh, were in. Okay, and just to you know, uh, a circuit party is a large dance event, uh, closely associated with the LGBTQR community, a culture. So, you know, it basically, it's 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 like a rave, all night kind of deal. And there's parties leading up to parties. This is this huge thing in the LGBTQR uh, whatever uh, community. The rest of those letters, yeah. I don't want to cut it short because this is serious. This is serious. Okay. This is not. This is not bullshit. This is not the weekly world news. Uh, Jeffrey Sanker is the guy who's the impresario of these parties. Received massive criticism criticism on social media where uh, many pointed out that the hospital ICU beds in Jalisco were a hundred percent at capacity due to the pandemic raging in the area. Local officials were capping uh, event attendance at eight people and there's 60 people running around in this mm. boat so yeah anyway there's a bunch of shenanigans going on in fact uh the latter regulation was ultimately prompted sanker to move at least one of the parties at least one of them uh to the neighboring state of najarit which has much more lax restrictions according mm. to the reporting from the los angeles blade so but we don't know maybe he established protocols for this maybe he had some testing maybe he had uh, some quarantining before the party. Well, well this uh, this website. You had to be, you had to be clear. The website that you got a wristband. Not the said, website. I'm clear. <laughs> Could be, but the website. Not the website. The uh, Instagram page is called Gaze Over COVID. 
is the one that exposed these guys. Now listen to this. This is this was then the party. You mean, at, you mean they're through with it? I'm over this. No, no, no. These oh. are the people that are exposing <laughs> gays that are running around do, during the COVID oh. and carrying on. So anyway, it was oh. a lot of it. In long story short, really, a lot of it has to do with uh, privilege and look at these guys. They're rich gay dudes. They're doing this. They're being irresponsible. They're privileged. They got the vaccine already. They are. You yeah. know, yada, yada. And it was all this was going mm-hmm. on, right? But anyway, the Los Angeles Blade reported that the best party with the hottest sex will be held in the state of Puerto Vallarta. And I'm going. Mm-hmm. I don't have COVID. Like, I can't infect someone with something that I don't have, said one anonymous source. Another source said, if I get it, I'll let you know. But who cares? I'm 23 years old, and a girl's got to have fun. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> oh. oh, boy. It gets better. You got to read this. It gets this, better? Man. It gets better. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get into all this, but yeah. Uh, see, the way it goes that they were shamed. That was the whole thing. Can't we so, shame? You, no, no, no. Why can't, why can't we shame? You shame everybody else. I mean, the, a lot of it was in comparison also to, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, the Christian churches that ignore COVID protocols to sure. congregate. So they were kind of sure. comparing themselves to that. Says, you know, you don't see that uh, going on. So, yeah. <laughs> do, do they have their own Kenneth Copeland? I demand! Oh. I demand! I demand! Penis! What? Penis! What? <laughs> he should be laughing at that one. <laughs> Adam, that was the bad times. Oh, that was the bad times? The bad times for the privilege as they were shamed for oh. having this uh, circuit gay party All over right. the uh, Pacific Ocean. Man. That may be. <laughs> but we don't have any positive tests yet, so maybe uh, maybe they got away with it. May, maybe. But, but they sank. That's maybe. not good. It's, nobody died from that. Hopefully. They, the gay community has enough problems to begin with to have. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy that they're shaming themselves. That's what I, you know, that's kind of like, you know, usually that community is so marginalized sometimes that. They, they, they really support each other very well. And that's not in any kind of joke or anything like that. So I was kind of shocked to see that. I was like, wow, even Rolling Stone reported that. So well, I like, guess you have to call out a problem when you see it, right? So mm. if, if, there, if there's an issue that, need, that needs to be addressed, <laughs> I, guess I, guess, so. I guess we bring it up, yeah. right? <laughs> well, <laughs> Better than let it sit there and fester. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that go. But that's the bad times. Those right. bad times for those guys. Good times. Talk, okay. talk to me, Adam. Talk to me. Um, well... Everybody had a bad 2020. Everybody yeah. hated the year. Not me. But some but yeah. people had a really good 2020. Okay, like me. <laughs> and then there was another guy. Okay. Uh, one guy started the year with a net worth of only $27 billion. Oh, that was it? <laughs> and he, he just, this week, became the richest person in the world at over... 185 billion, and that is Elon Musk. Oh, I was gonna say it was the guy from Amazon. No, the Amazon was formerly the richest person in the world. Oh, wow. But Elon Musk, now with a, a spike in the Tesla share price, is now the richest person in the world. No kidding. Wow. So his, his net worth improved over 150 billion dollars. In the pandemic year. Wow. Isn't that pretty good? That's awesome for him. <laughs> I would think so. He had a, I wonder if he got the shot, the COVID shot. I, he would probably have access to anything he wants. <laughs> what did With you that think? kind of money? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? Yeah. So I would say so. You can't, you can't make a buck. Just have 15 different businesses and, and uh, you too can be rewarded with 
billions and billions in stock. Money. With a lot of dough. <laughs> Woo! I think you jipped me out. Mine was longer. Good times, bad time. I thought you were going to keep going with this story. You said it gets better. It gets it was, better. It, it gets, gets better. I'm inviting you to read it. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like, stop those shenanigans on that boat. Now I'm going to have to crack open a Rolling Stone. I just shit all over those guys a little bit ago. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Tommy, do you have anything else? Dude, I have nothing else, man. We're, okay. probably, we're probably at the same time as we were last, year, last week. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's consistent. I don't know how it works, but it's always We're consistent. awesome. We're awesome. <laughs> well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, oh, yeah. and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really... A biddy, 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 biddy. <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Keep in mind, life is not that serious. Uh, again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify. Apple Podcast app, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you were listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Don't blame anyone for your shortfalls and accept them. Do like we do. We accept all shortfalls on this podcast. So until the next time, we'll leave you with something from 1972. The Faces. My fault. January the 9th, 2021.